Friends, welcome to the Sunday Sermon segment of We Need God. Please listen as Father Carrozza offers his homily for today, which was recorded live in St. Dennis Parish. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? What a powerful statement that is by the Lord, and something for us to ponder very seriously. When the Lord comes in glory, will he find faith on earth? Will he find faith in us? We all know, of course, that the world is not in a good situation. We, we all say that, and people are leaving the Lord in record numbers, and the world only gets worse, and some of those people would blame the Lord for that, saying, oh, I guess they're expecting God to come and just fix up all the mistakes we've made, and we blame God for it and have no faith in him because the world is a mess. And it's precisely the reverse of that. That makes no sense. When people say, I couldn't have faith in God because the world is a mess, that makes no sense. Well, that's precisely, there's no sense in that whatsoever, because Having faith in God means trusting in him, not when things make sense, but precisely when they don't, when we don't understand why things are happening. We're on a learning process with the Lord. He's teaching us. We're not teaching him. But I think sometimes we kind of reverse the roles. We kind of think we haven't figured out what God should do, and we demand things of him rather than saying, Lord, you know everything. Show us what we need to do to do things your way and to trust in God. Whom do we put faith in? We put faith in people whom we have come to believe in because of their reputation, because they've shown us their credentials, because we know we can trust them, because they've been right before and they'll be right again in the future. And those are the type of people in whom we put our faith. And we all put faith in someone or something. It's not just God. We all live that way. If it's not God, or it's not our religion, it's maybe our politics or sociology or all sorts of other things that we can end up putting our faith in. But faith in God is the most important of all because it is faith in someone who will never steer us wrong. We learn from when we're very little children to put faith in our parents, and it comes first with them. And I remember even as a little boy, my parents, both of them, saying to me at one time or another, yeah, I'm never going to deliberately tell you something that I know is going to hurt you. And sometimes what our parents tell us as children we don't want to do, but as we get older, we realize how wise they were. And it was the truth, because we only saw things in our limited mind in the eyes of a child, and we couldn't see what our parents saw. And they saw something greater than what we could see, and we realized later that they were wise not to give in to us, and they were trying to show us what was best for us. Unfortunately, some children don't grow up with parents who are as responsible as they should be and don't give them the possibility to trust them the way they should, and that's a tragedy in our world. But most of us, thankfully, can look at our parents and say they did a good job with us, they loved us. However, we also do know as we grow older, we realize that our parents are not perfect, and sometimes they might be wrong. Certainly not deliberately, but what they thought was for our best, uh, in our best interest, maybe they realized themselves later, oh, yeah, I guess that wasn't the right thing, and they ended up misleading us. They still loved us, but they're not perfect. But with God is a different story. Putting our faith in God, we're putting in our faith in someone who is perfect, who can never be wrong, who is never going to have to say, gee, I thought that was right, but I guess I'm wrong, please forgive me. 
Only God will not do that. <clears throat> and you and I are in the same relationship with God, the Father, that we as children were with our parents. We can't see everything that God can see. Sometimes we have our ways all figured out and we think God should work this way or that way. He should do this, he should do that. And God doesn't do it and we get angry at him. And how many times we might turn to God and say, oh God, why are you allowing this to happen? You, if you're so good and loving, you wouldn't allow this. You would do this. Why are you not answering my prayers? And when that happens, that's where faith needs to come in to say, I don't understand it, but I trust in God. When I teach the seventh grade over at St. Dennis St. Columbus School, sometimes in the beginning of class, I'll spend a few minutes with them in just a little brain puzzle, just to try to get them to think a little bit. And we have fun with it. So I'll give them something such as, there's a bunch of people in a cabin in the woods and they're all dead. What happened? And they have to ask questions of me that I would only answer with a yes or no to try to get them to figure out what happened. And sometimes, in, invariably, when I use that line with them, somebody will say, was a wild animal involved? And I'd say, no. Okay, so then somebody else asks a different question and someone will return later to, did a bear attack them? I say, okay, go back to what we know. Go back to what we have established. We have established no wild animal was involved. So you know right away, that's not the answer. There was no bear involved in attacking these people. And in a similar way, when we're looking to God and we don't understand things and we're trying to figure things out before the Lord, why do things happen the way they do? We need to go back to what we know, our foundation. And that is, number one, God can never be wrong. God is all-powerful, all-beautiful, all-wisdom, all-truth, all-loving. God cannot make a mistake. God cannot stop loving us. God cannot not care about us. God cannot ignore us or just not being uh, fully filled in on everything that's going on in our lives. That is our foundation. It's inconceivable. God knows everything. He knows what we're trying to do is figure out what he knows and see things his way. And sometimes we don't know that. Maybe even in this life, we can't figure it out. Sometimes we do. And if that happens, thankfully, then we can say to the Lord, hey, I'm glad I hung in there, Lord, because you know, I, was, I didn't understand this, but eventually it came through to me and I understood it. But sometimes we don't see it. And when we look and say, I don't understand why God is not doing this, because to me that makes perfect sense, go back to our basics and say, well, it's not because God doesn't love me. It's not because he doesn't care. It's not because he doesn't know the answer. He has a reason. He sees things better than I do, and I need to trust in him. And when we do that, when we start putting faith in Christ, faith in God, that's when our lives become easier. That's when we understand God is not out to get us, but he's trying to help us to change this broken world and remember also to fight against the power of the devil that we allow in through our sins. And we're trying to defeat him, that the devil is bringing a lot of the pain into the world, hoping to get us to blame God for it. So you know, a bad thing happens, and when something bad happens and evil is caused, God did not do it. God doesn't deliberately strike good people with harm any more than any of you who are parents would say, gee, you know, my child's life is too happy right now. I gotta bring some pain into my child's life so that my child will learn from it. No, the world brings us enough of that on its own. 
It is the devil who brings evil into the world, hoping that we'll blame God for it, and then he can pull us away from him. So whenever I hear somebody you know, shaking their fist and yelling at God, God, why are you allowing this to happen to me? I usually say, congratulations, you just gave the devil his victory. That's what he wants. Satan wants us to blame God, that God's not doing what we want, that God's not fixing the world. Whereas God says, I did fix the world, and I do want to do it, but I want you to cooperate with me. And the way to change the world is often completely different from the way you see it. God's ways are not our ways. And if we can trust in that, that gives us the strength to get through those difficult moments. Probably the most difficult moment of all that frustrates people the most is when a child is ill and people pray and pray and we bring all sorts of petitions and novenas, we get all the prayer chains going for this child and we pray and pray that God will hear this child and the child dies instead. And sometimes we hear of somebody who was saved, that they got a miraculous healing and we might say, God, you saved that child, why not this child? Well, that's a question we can never get an, ac an accurate answer for. And when we ask it that way, questioning God, we're always going to find a conflict there. And we're only going to see God as an evil one. And in which case that happens, we're confusing God with Satan. We're thinking God did the evil rather than the devil. And what it can do for us, sometimes you know, something bad happens, we lose a loved one and people get very angry at God and they won't go back to church or anything, they turn away from him. And it does give them one thing, it gives them an object for their anger, someone to point their anger at and live their whole life angry at God because God did this to me, so they think. But what it doesn't give them is healing. It doesn't give them a way to get rid of the anger, to find peace, to move on with their lives. Only when we turn to the Lord and go back to our basics and say, Lord, I know even though we prayed and prayed for this child to live and the child did not live, nevertheless, I know it's not <clears throat> that you don't care. One of the most beautiful examples of that was Martha to Jesus before he raised Lazarus. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would never have died. They called for him. They asked him to come. And Jesus waited four days and let him die first. And they didn't understand why Jesus, who healed so many other people, would not have come and healed his beloved friend Lazarus. And she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would never have died. How often have we found those emotions in our own hearts? Lord, if you had just been here, this wouldn't have happened. Yet even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Even now, I trust in you, God. That's the faith that you and I need to have. That faith that puts so much trust in the Lord that we say no matter what happens, we believe in him. One final example of that, St. Peter. When Jesus gave the great discourse on the bread of life, telling us all about we must eat his flesh and drink his blood, for his flesh is real food and his blood real drink. And after that, many people left Jesus and would no longer follow him. And Jesus turned to the apostles and said to them, do you too want to leave me? And Peter speaks up and says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We've come to believe in you, and we are convinced. So if you say it, Lord, even something as absurd sounding to me as eating your flesh and drinking your blood, I will believe it because I believe in you. I have faith in you. I trust in you. So whether it's a matter of a belief or the Lord's power in our life, whether it's Peter we need to remember or Martha, 
and the Lord working in our lives. Either way, remember our foundation. Have faith in God. God cannot be, do evil. God cannot be uncaring. God cannot be wrong. God cannot ignore us. God cannot be lacking in concern. None of those things are possible with God. So go back to the basics. Anytime we're in conflict, turn to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't understand, but I have come to believe in you that, God, that you will do what is right for me even if I can't see it. I do have faith in you, Lord. Help my lack of faith. May Jesus Christ be praised now and forever. Thank you for listening to this week's homily by Father Carosa. If you enjoyed this homily, please pass the word on to your friends and invite them to listen. For more materials from Father Carosa, please visit www.fathercarosa.com.